Thanks to our musicians for leading us tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, also, just a joy for me to hear the Word of God read through so many different voices tonight. Uh, what a ble- how blessed we are to have God's truth in our own language so that we can understand it, so that we can hear it, so that we can share it with others. Um, that is a blessing that we take for granted. And it's great to hear so many different people reading God's, God's truth. So I really, really, it's a ministry to me to just hear so many voices reading and singing God's truth. The, uh, the title of tonight's meditation is Silent Night? Question mark. You'll find out why I put the question mark there in a few minutes. So originally it was Stille Nacht, and it was... Silent Night, first sung on Christmas Eve in 1818 at uh, the Roman Catholic Church of St. Nicholas in Oberndorf, Austria, uh, an alpine village in the Alps. And actually, our friends, the Castellines, were, were, were good enough to share this picture with me because uh, the Castellines were there on Christmas Eve singing Silent Night, right? At one point, singing Silent Night right there where it was first sung on the planet in 1818. Now, I, you weren't there in 1818, right? <laughs> it was more recent than that. Okay, just making sure, right? Anyway, thanks for that picture. It's, it's, it's great. Just, I'll, I'll leave it up there for a while. You can just, uh, that's not the original church. It was damaged in a flood, but uh, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Actually, it was written by Joseph Moore. The words were written by Joseph Moore. He was the assistant priest there in Oberndorf. Now, he had written the words to Silent Night two years earlier, in 1816, but when a flood damaged the church organ, there would be no musical accompaniment for the Christmas Eve program. And so Joseph Moore asked the organist, Franz Gruber, to put some music to the words that he had written a couple of years uh, before uh, in a way that basically they needed music that could be sung without an organ. That was the idea. So Gruber absolutely loved the carol. They had been both talking about how the perfect Christmas carol hadn't been written yet. <laughs> and, and Franz Gruber said, this is, this is the one. You've, he said it in German, but he said, this is the one. The, you've, you've finally done it. This is, this is the one. This is the carol. Uh, and so Franz Gruber loved the words, and he wrote the music to it in such a way that it could be played on guitar. So it was originally sung congregation to guitar. And we're going to do that later on tonight. After it was introduced that Christmas Eve in 1818, the traveling organ technician, when he finally visited the church to fix the organ, got a hold of the music, loved the carol, and started sharing it with performers in Central Europe. And it began to spread from singing group to singing group, across the European continent, and then overseas. And in the, middle, in the middle of the 1800s, it was translated by an American, and that's the version that we sing today. Silent Night is really the kumbaya of Christmas, isn't it? Singing Silent Night is like singing Happy Birthday to Jesus, in a way. But I've been asking myself this week, how silent or calm actually was the incarnation. The holy infant was definitely tender, all babies are, but was Jesus mild? 
Did he cry or scream like most babies do? Among that little holy family or the shepherds or King Herod and his people when they found out, among all of those people was anyone actually sleeping in heavenly peace on that night? As you check the historical accounts preserved in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, the announcement of Mary's pregnancy, uh, the, the announcement of a coming Messiah, the news of the actual birth, the complications surrounding the situation for Joseph and Mary and their family, the dangerous consequences involved in the proclamation of a true Messiah coming on the scene at that time in Roman and Jewish history. This beloved carol's first stanza, when you consider what the gospel accounts actually record, the first stanza, it it, it reads more like a fairy tale. Joseph was an honest, average young guy. He was distraught over his fiance's pregnancy. It looked like a pregnancy out of wedlock. He almost called the marriage off. When the pregnant Mary visited her relative Elizabeth, also pregnant, um, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy inside of her at the presence of Mary's child. The appearance of the angel Gabriel twice Uh, That was anything but calm-inducing for the people who saw him and heard from him. And some backcountry shepherds on the night that Jesus was born witnessed a sublime extraterrestrial phenomenon when an army of angelic beings gave them the best chorus concert that anyone ever heard as they lit up the sky over Bethlehem. And then those, those shepherds went with haste quickly to find the baby, and they rejoiced at what they found. Now, when King Herod found out much later what had happened, he ordered the killing of all young boys in that area. As the little holy family escaped to Egypt, where Jesus spent his earliest years as a refugee in Africa. So the only silent situation in all the gospel accounts was when the priest Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, was struck speechless for nine months because he didn't believe Gabriel's message that he and his wife would too have a child. It was indeed a holy night, but it was not a silent night. Now, I, don't misunderstand me. I, I am not trying to ruin your Christmas. Um, I'm not trying to send you away annoyed. We're about to sing this wonderful carol. And I'm going to enjoy it very much, as I always do. What I'm really trying to get at is this. We sing Silent Night for ourselves. I don't mean selfishly. This is a good thing. We sing Silent Night for ourselves. Look, sleep in heavenly peace is perhaps our own aspiration and intent to finally, at the end of another year, after whatever chaos or losses or depression or conflicts or wars or injustices or illnesses we've all experienced in the last year, to finally, after all of that, stop, calm ourselves down, and reflect on what none of those struggles can take away from us. The Son of God came into the world and endured so much struggle, so much conflict, loss, stress, injustice, a sleepless night in the Garden of Gethsemane. 
before he was executed. All of this, anything but silence, endured it all so that you could sleep in heavenly peace tonight. And every night and forever, knowing that God loves you, knowing that God sent his son to save you, to forgive you, to substitute himself as guilty for your own sins, to reconcile you to himself and to give you a new identity, his identity. That's the miracle of Christianity, that you get Jesus Christ's identity in the presence of a holy, righteous, loving God. Christ's identity, Christ's peace, Christ's life so that you were meant to live the life God intended you to live forever. You know, we must distinguish between facts and artistic representations of the facts. Both are important. Art, even popular art, like Silent Night, invites our senses and our emotions and our tastes to help us interpret the facts so that we can appreciate them more deeply and then be changed by them. So as we sing Silent Night, we're not claiming to be regurgitating the forensic order of events of the incarnation, though there's a place for that. We are, in a very real, literal sense, singing in order to receive, in order to embrace, in order to own the heavenly peace that God has given to us as a gift. The Apostle Paul put it slightly in a different way when he said in his letter to the Philippians, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And he went on to say to them, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things and the God of peace will be with you. This is exactly what we're doing when we sing songs like Silent Night. We are reflecting on whatever is excellent and noble and pure and good. We are actively, by faith, receiving the peace of heaven for ourselves, provided by Jesus, the greatest gift. I am so thankful that the church organ in Oberndorf, Austria was flooded that year so we could sing this song for history until Jesus returns. Maybe we'll get to sing it to him someday. So tonight, receive the peace of God to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Receive God's gift of a Savior for you. And on this night and every night, think about these things. Everything that was read to you tonight, think about these things and the God of peace will be with you. Take it personally. Receive Christmas personally as God's gift to you, Jesus being the gift, and I promise you, the God of peace will be with you. So as you sing Silent Night, 
Meditate on what is truly excellent and worthy of praise. Meditate on him who is truly excellent and worthy of praise. And live, live in heavenly peace. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Our Father, we praise you and thank you for people throughout history, men and women, who through difficult circumstances, as nature changes their plans, as they have to adapt, as they have to improvise in the moment to make things work, we centuries later are blessed by their labors of faith. We thank you for, for such hymn writers and songwriters over the centuries to bless us today. Father, we now bless you. Father, we praise you for your son, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you and we say to you, happy birthday. It is our joy to give you the gift of our lives. Lord, as we sing, as we listen, as we read the truth to one another, may we meditate on him, your son, who is true, truly excellent and praiseworthy. Amen.